like a moment from a horror movie. You have been hanging out in the wrong clubs, Mr. Wayne. I've seen this movie. Smoke and mirrors, guys. Welcome to the movie factory. Join the club. We've got jackets. And you stole it from a movie. We want you in our club, kid. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Burke Reviews Movie Club. I'm John Burke, and with me, as always, is Corey Starr. Well. Hello, hello. Oh, well. Oh, I thought you meant like Corey Star, comma, well. <laughs> yeah. Hi, guys. <laughs> in the tradition that I started about a month ago, um, I am giving Corey nicknames this week uh, in honor of Grizzly Man. Uh, she is Corey Starwell. Um, so uh, we are going to be reviewing Grizzly Man. This is the last episode for the Truth is Out There month. Um, we will talk about our next theme. And uh, I don't know if we've actually picked the movies or not for next month because I think it's... Um, think there was something to, to make us wait on that but we'll get to that uh in the meantime we're going to be getting into our thoughts on the uh werner herzog directed film grizzly man later in the episode if you've never listened to the show before uh neither Corey or i had seen this film and that is one of the prerequisites for our selections is one of us must have never seen the film that we are reviewing um and it's a way of checking off those gap movies movies that we've been waiting to see and this was a big one for me because i've never seen a werner herzog film and he is a iconic auteur director who I need to dive into. And so this was finally uh, my entry point. I'm very familiar with him. And I've seen him act thanks to The Mandalorian. Um, because it, did you watch The Mandalorian? Mm-mm. Oh, Corey, you need to watch The Mandalorian. It's excellent. Um, Baby Yoda. Uh, but um, Werner Herzog is uh, actually plays a major part in a couple of episodes in that series, which was kind of funny because he's not usually an actor. But... Um, he's acted before, but he's not. That's not normally his role. He's usually behind the camera. Um, but if you're new to the show, before we get into our review, we like to catch up with each other, see how things have been going, and talk about what else we've been watching since the last time we recorded. And with that, Corey, how you doing? You know, it's been a week. I'm really glad that it's Thursday, aka Baby Friday. <laughs> so tomorrow's my last day, and I get a couple days off. Um, do you ever just have? I don't know, like. Sometimes it won't even just be, like, a day. It'll be, like, a whole week is just funky. Not in a good way. It seems like everything is going wrong. Um, yeah. No, I've had definitely had those weeks. Week? And uh, today was better. Knock on wood. I hope tomorrow is even better. Uh, but, yeah, that's what we're working with over here. I also wanted to just uh, let you know if you hear a little cutie meow in the background. Clover is here co-hosting with us. Um, oh, very nice. Yeah, she uh, likes to come in my office while I'm working, too. And she just, she hates to be alone. And all the other cats are sleeping because it's during the day and that's what they do. And uh, she likes to just come in my office and sleep. Which she could do that with the cats in the living room, but no. Uh, yeah, but yeah, so that's me. How about you? Um, it's It's been a, a, a kind of fast week. Like, I really wanted this week to go long. I'm, I don't officially start work back until, like, August, but realistically, <laughs> we, we start planning and stuff in July and getting ready oh, to heck. go back to actual work. So I, am, uh, I was trying to really make this week last because I, I wanted it to just be a week where I wasn't working. Um, I've had to still work because I have uh, senior pictures coming up in two weeks. So I've been dealing with um, emails and stuff, people asking questions, a lot of which I don't have the answers or I'm like, please, please read the website just for five seconds. Because most of the uh, most of your questions can be answered if you just take a minute and look at what's there. But, um, you know, and of course, there are the, the big variables that we we are not 
we don't have answers for is like what happens if suddenly we get shut down again because the covid cases are rising rapidly in florida Mm. and um you know even even if they aren't shut down we still have to do a lot of precautions for the senior portraits um there is some level of contact that happens so that's always kind of like nerve-wracking and uh they're having to be very strict with the appointments and and how many people can come and things like that so it's it's definitely one of the the hardest years of having to do senior pictures and of course um we're still up in the air about what school is going to look like uh so even for the yearbook which what these pictures are why i'm in charge of these pictures is because it's connected to the yearbook um and so we have to like my yearbook staff we're talking and we're trying to figure out like what happens if only like half the school is on campus do we take picture do we do screenshots of like zoom sessions and um the yearbook's gonna be a weird experience next year for sure um hopefully that vaccine will actually get made and uh please don't rush it though yeah yeah it's definitely not something you want to rush but at (laughs) the same time like like let's expedite it but let's not be too hurried about it (laughs) yeah don't don't risk hurting people because we didn't test it properly but at the same time the sooner we can get the virus under control the better for everybody um one way or another so wear your mask people uh i am i'm a big advocate for masks i've got at least five uh cloth masks um that i really like a lot several of them are cool i've posted some pictures on our instagram if you follow um but uh you know otherwise i've been playing a lot of video games and um i'm going to talk about a couple of those uh when we get to what we've been watching so um i guess big news my daughter got her license so i feel old and also proud uh because she got a perfect score on the driving test and that seems like my kid she's awesome Uh, she is um you know we're looking at uh, she's going to be taking more college classes in her junior year of high school. Um, she took four last year and she'll take uh, probably six this year. And then um, hopefully by the time she graduates high school, she'll already have her AA and uh, be ready to crush uh, two years at, at a university somewhere to get her bachelor's. So she's making strides and I like it. Um, I wish I had dual enrolled when I was in high school. But, Same. Yeah. Um, Same. Yeah, because free college, free college people. It's a good idea. Um, all right. Well, uh, it sounds like we've both had some a busy week, but not not a horrible week, especially given the nature of our world we're living in still being very, very tough. Um, I, I have had to avoid uh, Facebook this week. I just I just couldn't deal with uh, the ignorance I keep seeing. I was about to say people. the ignorance. Yeah. Because yeah. Um, I. Oh, go ahead. No, no, it was just going to basically reiterate the same idea. Well, I know that like the that we're supposed to be having tough conversations with people, but I think that you and I both know plenty of people that you won't be able to talk like right. You won't be able to present them with facts and, you know, and it's just like all it's going to do is frustrate you and those people I usually just unfollow anyways because I don't need to see their junk in my news yeah, feed. Well, that- that this Monday I logged in and like it was early morning too. Like I think it was one of the first things I did when I woke up and I looked at like four posts on my, and I was just like, I can't, I'm so done. Um, I need a break from social media. So I was just going to do 24 hours and then I've like, I've opened the app too many times. Cause it's like a habit to like click on it. When I'm I know, same. On my phone. But every time I open it, I immediately like swipe it <laughs> shut. And I was like, no, 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 I'm not ready. I'm not ready to see um the the nonsense that people keep posting the amount of justified racism and again um i have been vocal uh to a degree but some like you said there are some 
post where you just like, well, what do you even say to that? Like, there's no way the person thinks like is going to accept anything I offer because they've clearly got a perspective that's warped. Not, and again, they're also clearly aware of what's going on and they're still posting this. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, it, it's different if it's someone who's like, oh, wait, what's going on? You're like, well, here's what I'm going to explain. But it's like when someone's just like, you know, I okay, know this Jared and Leto. I hate this anyways. It's like, yeah. Um, yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> but, all right. Going um, back into the desert. Bye. I was saying, I you know, don't, I, I'm ta-ta jealous. to Facebook. Uh, <laughs> it, I don't know. It's just, it's so hard because, oh, man. I don't know. It's like sometimes I think I know these people. I've known these people for like ever and i just can't even believe that i didn't know this i guess i don't yeah, know no for sure and some people are real baffling um with like, like wow yeah it's just like how like especially if it is family what no matter how distant family is because it's just like i how is i how do i have the point of view that i have being raised around some of you like how do you have you know like i have such a a progressive and everyone deserves to be treated equally mindset and it's like i just always assume so did my family because i have that like where you know what i'm saying like because that's a lot of times people say racism's taught and it's like yes it is how did i get lucky enough to avoid it like and again i would say the the racism i've seen from family has mostly been very passive racism um but it's still shocking uh because it's like no though like I don't, I don't know. It's, it's too much sometimes, but, um, let's, let's move on from the, the, the dourness of the world and look how we've been escaping it, uh, with the media and such that we've been, um, getting into. So you want to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. I'm going to talk about a book for a minute. What? No, this is a movie. Yes. But I mean, well, it doesn't have a movie, but it has a mini series that I always forget. It's a mini series. I'm reading Salem's Lot by Stephen King. Okay. And I mostly read when I can't sleep, guys. <laughs> I like to go back to sleep. Maybe that's not such a great idea for horror books. Or, you know, I had a bad dream the other day. And Bill's like, you watch too many scary movies. And I'm like, you're probably right. But at this point in my life, it's not stopping. Um, I'm really, really, really enjoying it. It is very different from the miniseries. Very different. And I just wonder, I was thinking about how this always happens with Stephen King books. Like, He's wordy, but I don't feel like his words are ever wasted. Mm. And, I mean, that miniseries is not short by any means. I haven't seen it in a while, but I do enjoy it. Um, You know, I don't know. It's just interesting to me that his... Like, if you read his books and then you watch, like, movies or whatever based off of them, they're just... I feel like they lose sometimes a lot of, you know, what he was going for there. But, um... Yeah, so that's it's very good though if you guys want to read. I'm probably about halfway done. And then as far as also I'm the slowest reader ever. As far as movies on uh Sunday I watched The Death and Life of Marsha P. Johnson on Netflix. Okay. Um Marsha P. Johnson was a transsexual in New York City uh during the Stonewall riots. Uh she was a prominent figure and in 1991 she was found in the ocean. Oh, man. Uh, and it was written off as a suicide. But there's, you know, some evidence and there have been discussion. There's been discussion about her being murdered. 
Um, but it follows a lady, Victoria, who works for like the anti-violence. I can't remember the name of the the whole name of the place uh, in New York City, but she's trying to get justice for Marsha before she retires from the organization. So it's like following her doing that and her researching. It's very interesting. Um, I would definitely recommend it. I also watched Scare Package, which is a uh, Shutter. I think it's a Shutter original. Maybe it's just exclusive, but I think it's original. Um, that was an anthology. Uh, I'm such a nerd, and I love those. It uh, goes after a lot of horror tropes, though, in all the stories. So uh, it doesn't take itself too seriously. I enjoyed it. Um, I don't think that it's like the best, but mm. and then I watched. <laughs> Can't hardly wait. <laughs> And I've been listening to the soundtrack for two days. And I still believe that Preston Myers is 100% crush-worthy. Sorry, Bill. Is that, um... Wait, which... Is that the character name, or Brecken Meyer? Preston Myers. That's, uh... That's, uh... Ethan Embry's character in okay, the movie. Okay, okay. I couldn't remember. I was just like... Because it sounded like he's, like, Brecken Meyer. I'm like, but he's not oh, in that. Oh, Brecken Meyer um, is in it! Is he? Yes, and so is the guy who plays Dion's boyfriend in Clueless. They both play; they're both in the band Love Burger. Oh, that's right. That is right. yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and um, uh, I I know the freaking boyfriend's name, and I cannot think of it because he's in Scrubs too. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm so Dazon, bad with. Is it Dazon? Oh man, I know his name. It's going to drive me crazy. Um, all right. Uh, anything else you've been watching before we uh, jump into my? Just been watching Nightmare Next Door. Uh, I have uh, finished season one of Gilmore Girls. Um, mm-hmm. Big big fan of that show. I like it quite a lot. Uh, it's very entertaining. It's very easy to throw on in the background, even though it's a, it is a like hour long drama. Um, it's very funny, and there's a lot of movie references. Um, so I'm really into it. And uh, also, she's addicted to coffee, which I know I've mentioned, but uh, you know. I like that a lot. It's who you um, are. It is in a lot of ways. Uh, she drinks a lot of coffee and makes a lot of movie references. So I'm just like, yep. Oh. I, I relate to this. Uh, I relate to this severely. Um, I beat uh, this game called Until Dark. Nope. Until Dawn. I keep doing that. I keep calling it Until Dark. Uh, it's Until Dawn because that's the point of the game is you have to survive till dawn. Um, I think I mentioned it last week. It's like the choose your own adventure horror movie kind of game. Um, I did beat that. Uh, I wasn't. 100% happy with my ending because I lost a few characters that I did not wish to lose. Um, one was excessively brutal, too, because the game kind of screwed me over. It wasn't my fault. Because uh, there's, like, parts where, like, you have to not move the controller. And I did not move the controller, but it said that I moved the controller, and it triggered a chain of events that killed the character. And I was like, nope, that's not fair. I totally did not move. And, um, yeah, uh, so that was upsetting. But Otherwise, I really enjoyed playing that game, and I started Final Fantasy VII, the remake, and I'm working my way through that um, before I... I'm trying to get... Uh, I have to beat, I think, two more games before I can justify buying The Last of Us 2, and I really, really want to buy The Last of Us 2 because I love the first one, but I am, I'm trying to say to my commitment that I must beat the games that I've already bought um, before I keep buying more. I need to do that with books. I should, we should both do that I with movies. I have to stop. Yeah. <laughs> I know. At least, at least lately, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but at least lately yeah. they're like digital movies that we've been buying. So at least they don't like take up valuable space. I but guess. on the other hand, I keep buying them because it's like, well, they're they're on sale. You know, I'll watch I'm... them eventually. 
Yeah, we will. <laughs> but if um, quarantine isn't the time we're going to do it, I don't know when. I mean, I, I'm working my way through some stuff, but I still You're keep buying more. Um, uh, so this week, I watched The Vast of Night, which I think you should totally watch, by the way. It's on Prime. Um, it's a Prime original, in fact. It is a very low-budget sci-fi like indie film. It's the director's first film. Um, it's very cool. Heavily inspired by The Twilight Zone. It does some really cool stuff. I Matt and I did it for uh, the Bloody Awesome Movie Podcast, which dropped uh, just a couple days ago. And um, I liked it a lot more than he did. He liked it, but I was definitely more up on it. Um, okay. But it, it's very cool. I think it's worth watching. It's only 91 minutes, too. So um, so the perfect movie length. For Corey, yeah. Um, yes. I watched, uh, finally, I've been, I'm working my way through Spike Lee's filmography. And I watched uh, Inside Man from 2006. And I freaking love this movie. It is so cool. It is a, um, it's not really a heist movie. It's kind of a heist movie. Like there's a heist going on, but it's more about the procedural, like solving of the case and, and handling like the, uh, negotiations. Um, but it's, man, it's Denzel Washington, uh, Clive Owen and, uh, Jodie Foster are like the big three, but then you also have Willem Dafoe's in it. Um, there's somebody else who's a little smaller that's but very recognizable. Um, oh, Christopher Plummer's in it, but he's not in a lot. Ah, uh, Chiwelty uh, Ejafor, who is in a bunch of stuff now. Um, he's really good in it uh, as well. He's not in it as much as some of the other characters, but um, really, really enjoyed that movie. Um, I've been meaning to watch it for a while and finally made it to it. And then the next day I watched Spike Lee's film Clockers from 1995. And uh, that one stars uh, Del- Del- Delroy Lindo. Who, um, well, stars is strong. He's in it, uh, who is in Spike Lee's new film, The Five Bloods, and he's also in Crooklyn. So three films I've recently watched um, all with him in it. So I'm really up on him as an actor. Harvey Keitel, John Turturro are in it. Mackay Pfeiffer is the lead. Um, it's it's pretty pretty great. Uh, I didn't realize Martin Scorsese was producer on the film too, but um, it's a crime film and it's, man... Um, it, it's very on uh, as of right now because it's cops harassing young black drug dealers in new york city in like 1995 so it's it's very relevant to what's going on um i watched the movie that we're going to be talking about here momentarily and then i just finished uh like half an hour ago i finally have seen all of the wachowskis filmography uh there was only one film of theirs i had never seen it was their very first film called bound and it was like impossible to get a hold of um i i listened through the blank check podcast and they had done the wachowskis it's the only film i could not get a hold of um i had not seen speed racer before that um before i listened to that those episodes and i think i had seen everything else um they don't have a huge filmography anyways uh but bound was one that i couldn't get it wasn't on voodoo or uh, itunes or anything and then um hbo max uh, has it in their filmography so i was like finally i'm gonna i'm gonna knock this off my list and then i can check off a, a set of directors hold on so so forgive my ignorance first but they're the directors who did the matrix correct correct and then it has jennifer tilly in it it does i love her it, it she's really good in it too actually uh, it's a i i liked it a lot uh, mira savino and jennifer tilly are the leads joey pantaloni who is also in the matrix he's cypher in the matrix and he is um if you've seen Memento, he is uh, in that. He's also in Bad Boys. He's the police chief in Bad Boys, or the captain. I guess it's not the police chief, the captain, or whatever. Um, but I like Joey Pants quite a bit. Um, he's really good in it as well. 
but yeah, um, if if you have HBO Max and you haven't seen that Wachowski film, um, check it out. It's very very good, and uh, it's not as good as The Matrix, but it's very very good. And it is crazy because they make that is very low budget, um, simple film. You know, a couple of rooms is all they have, and then they make The Matrix like right after that. Like it's crazy that oh, they got that big of a blank check. Um, they have written a couple of other films. Uh, they wrote they they have writing credits on V for Vendetta. Um, I didn't know that. And, yeah, they, I don't think they did the whole... I think they did a run on the screenplay. I don't know if they wrote the original adaptation or not. Um, and I think they might have wrote something before Bound. And that's how they got Bound made in the first place. But Also, just for people who don't have HBO, um, it looks like it might be two ninety nine to rent on Prime, too. Ah, so they've, they've added it to things, uh, which is great. Because um, it should be seen. Because, again, it was literally, like, I don't know, six months ago, I could not get it anywhere. So um, That's awesome, though. So let's, uh, we're going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, we're going to be talking about Grizzly Man. All right, we are back. Uh, we're going to be talking about Grizzly Man, the 2005 documentary um, directed and written by Warner Herzog, um, an iconic filmmaker uh, who is in the movie, but he's mostly voiceover. You do see like his back at one point, which is. Um, I don't know if that's his MO or not. He is not exclusively a documentary filmmaker. He does both. Um, but he is notoriously opinionated. Uh, he has a very distinct German voice. Um, and uh, the film is about um, a man named Timothy Treadwell. Uh, it's a devastating and heartrending. This is IMDb's synopsis. Heartrending take on grizzly bear activist Timothy Treadwell and Annie. Ooh, I have no idea how to say her last name. Hugh Huggin, Hugginard? Um, who were killed in October of 2003 while living among grizzly bears in Alaska. Um, it has an 87 Metascore, a 7.8 INDB user score. Uh, it's a documentary that I've known about for quite some time. And when I was doing research, when I was teaching um, documentaries several years ago, it kept coming up. I, I did not show it at the time, although I think now, um, I guess because he curses a lot. I was like, I don't know why this is rated R, but I guess the cursing... Um, uh, cause I, I wasn't sure what would happen. Um, this synopsis obviously says that Timothy and Annie are killed. Uh, I knew that it was ca partially captured on a videotape, not the visual, but the audio. And I didn't know if the movie was going to play it or not. Uh, spoiler. It doesn't, I don't know if that's really a spoiler, but it does not play the audio. We are told about the audio and, uh, Werner Herzog gets to listen to the audio um, we won't get into any more specifics than that, but, um, Corey, what did you, uh, think of Grizzly Man? I think that, I think that, obviously, the subject and, uh, like, focus of the documentary is pretty, um, God, guys, I, like, go to talk and my mind blanks out. Um, and I'm not even talking in front of a crowd. I think that it... Oh, my God. I need to quit. Did you like the movie, Corey? <laughs> like, let's start with that. Did you like it? Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. I forgot words. Okay, so that's what I was going to say is it's hard, it's it's well made and it's interesting. But I think given the subject matter that it can still be hard to like it 
even though it's well made and has an intriguing story, if you don't agree with a lot of what's happening or a lot of what Timothy Treadwell's doing. So I, mean, I have very mixed feelings. I don't I don't know that the documentary um I think Werner actually at one point strictly says he disagrees yeah. with some of what he's saying, although he doesn't totally disagree. Um it's also he's not I don't think Werner made it to analyze or to like advocate even right it's more about him analyzing the man um you know this guy who was so disconnected from society who essentially uh i think you could say hated um normal human society and wanted to it's multiple people say he wanted to become a bear he was trying to be a grizzly bear and um it's it he is it's an interesting thing because we get the way Herzog uh, structures the documentary is also very, very, it just shows that he's, he's a storyteller. He knows how to build and to leave certain details out until later in the story uh, to give us more insight to what we've already seen, um, making it feel like a reveal, even though, you know, we know the ultimate outcome. Like we don't have to wait long to find out that Timothy Treadwell is not alive, um, but it the movie does build to his death. Um, despite knowing that information early and it's it's um it's very very compelling i i found uh timothy treadwell to be like such anxious yeah but he's such a character right like um i did not watch tiger king but seeing this made me think of what i kept hearing about the tiger king um just this kind of crazy persona with uh with this passion um, although my understanding, the Tiger King hated the cats, uh, where this guy is the total opposite. Did he, he loves these bears. Yeah, that's my understanding. He was not a good man to the, the big cats, um, but he, they well, were his livelihood. I feel like the same, I don't know, maybe Timothy Treadwell loved the bears, but I think he did a lot of things that actually endangered them. But not in his eyes. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, he, he thought he was helping them. Um, we do hear the one guy um, tell us that... Uh, that he he was habitually like by uh what's the word habitualizing himself humans with bears making the bears more yeah. dangerous because they're more likely to approach which we've had that uh, i live in florida and um recently in my own little community we had an alligator in the pond and someone was feeding it chicken um and so you know the wild game and wildlife had to come and like warn about it because it's very dangerous to feed alligators because if they think it's okay to come up to humans uh it's not long before they're just you know hanging out and hurting people <laughs> And I recently, I can't remember if it was through it on National Geographic or what, like, publication or news publication it was on. But they had to put down a bear uh, because some people were feeding it and taking pictures beside it. And it didn't have that separation between, you know, that they're not supposed to go to humans. And it makes me mad. <laughs> yeah, well, I was watching um, TikTok. I've been watching a lot of, uh, like... My TikTok feed, like my for you TikTok feed, is is either recipes, mostly yes. keto, and uh, animal videos, and um, a dodo. One, uh, <laughs> no, well, in this case, um, a guy and his friend were in a tree, like in a, a hunting blind, um, like strapped in into a chair, and a bear ran to the tree, climbed the tree, and he's like filming himself, it's terrified, mind you. He's not like having a blast. He's like the this is, and it's a small bear, but nonetheless, a bear that could easily kill him is like behind him and he's like selfie filming himself just like i don't know what to do because he's like strapped in the tree and he's just hoping the bear will go away and i guess the bear did go away but does he have um, a gun 
uh, I I would assume so, but I don't know if maybe there was no way to position it because the bear was like Word. behind him. That's um, fair. I I don't know anything about hunting guys or trees. Also, though, whatever. if he's hunt, I know that bears take a much higher caliber caliber bullet to kill than a uh, okay. Like he might have been hunting something small. I'm not an expert. I just that's my understanding, and I've seen the revenant. <laughs> that's fair too. Um, I've also seen I, that. Yeah, so I, I felt like he shot the bear several times. He did nothing. I've also played Red Dead Redemption, and I know that different guns won't kill the bears. Again, don't know how accurate any of that information is, but that is what I have available <laughs> to me. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Um, so, yeah. but These are uh, all fair things. Right. Uh, most of what I know is from film, and I'm just aware that it could be true or it could be false. So <laughs> I play the eyes. Um, I, I always believe there's some truth. In, in all fiction and we just have to discern how much of it um but uh i i really i found this film to be unbelievably captivating and herzog being a big part of it um but also just because the story is insane like this guy um basically is trying to make himself a steve irwin-esque character uh where he was the crocodile hunter um an unfair term because he didn't hunt crocodiles at all but uh this guy is the the grizzly man um and uh you know he's self-appointed i don't feel like he was an expert in any way like i don't he, I, they never talk about like degrees or anything that he's earned um it just seems like he's studied them quote unquote he's lived with them for 13 summers but that doesn't necessarily make you an expert right like still a little impressive though sure for sure Rough terrain um, but his like a lot of it's clearly luck right like to a degree like that apparently being firm was enough to keep him alive for as long as it did, but it obviously didn't work all well, the time. Well, yeah, but also these were different bears than he was usually right. around. He like, you know, they grew up with him or spent a you know significant amount of time with them. And he's yeah. also uh, very close to foxes, apparently. Um, which... And that all made me mad too. I'm just real mad actually. Okay. Why? Because I think that you should not treat animals that way because there is one very clear scene in this film that makes it completely clear why you should not do that because you are making these animals think that all humans are safe to them. And we got a scene where that's not true. And I still need to know what happened to Freckles the bear. I tried to Google it. I... Is that the one that the people were throwing rocks at and stuff? Yes. Okay. And I couldn't find anything. It just, I like tried searching, you know, and it was just bringing up just stuff about Timothy Treadwell and that's fine. But I want to know about that particular bear. Well, I think the first problem is that only he called it Freckles. No one else knew that bear to be called Freckles. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, yeah, but I thought maybe from his journals or something, they would have like, you know, made, well, oh um, sorry i i really enjoy this documentary though i think it's a documentary that is uh worth exploring and especially i love that herzog takes it uh, the, the way he does that he goes he is a very like deep provocative filmmaker um and he's he's a very like philosophical individual he likes to really think on things and, and ponder and you hear that in his narration um him like he's he's fascinated by uh 
Timothy. Even he gets to a point where he starts to um, analyze the filmmaking because uh, obviously a lot of the footage we have is stuff that Timothy Treadwell was filming over the years, trying to do like his own TV show kind of thing. And um, Herzog like takes a moment to criticize uh, studio filmmaking in that like no if if this were because uh, he's basically he's not being paid to film anything he's doing it on his own with like i'm assuming probably like handheld camcorders it's not cheap ones but not expensive ones either they're probably in like the thousand dollar range and uh you know like a, a small news studio like a high school news program we have cameras very similar to the ones that we see uh tread will have um and he you know he's uh filming mostly by himself although that's something we'll talk about in spoilers um and uh, he criticizes, like, the, Herzog takes a moment to, like, take a jab at the studio system that, um, because of, like, unions and stuff, you would never be able to do a film like this because it's too dangerous. Like, you're you're putting yourself literally in harm's way. And so he, like, applauds that. And I'm just like, yeah, but, but the guy dies. Um, you do get some really cool film stuff. Uh, like, there's a sequence with him running with the fox and things like that that you wouldn't get. Um, the opening sequence of this film uh is treadwell talking and um describing like the bear did you notice the bear taking a crap in the background while he was sitting there talking at the beginning <laughs> no yeah I, I i tend to watch the the backgrounds a lot with scenes like that and i'm watching i'm watching and i'm like oh and there's the bear taking a poop uh in the middle of this big monologue that he's giving at the beginning of the movie um but I, I found this film to be extremely captivating. I also don't... Uh, I obviously think what Timothy was doing was not okay. It's It sounds like a lot of the experts don't think it was okay. Um, I also... Uh, I, I sympathize for him that you know he was so unhappy with the world. And um, he didn't even make it to 2020, folks. Uh, you know, who knows how he'd feel now. But, um, you know, like... I get that sometimes humanity uh, is not the best and he had a lot of trouble over his life. And um, he felt like he was put here to save the Grizzlies. Um, I don't really feel like anything he was doing was really protecting them. And uh, he kept saying stuff about poachers, um, which we find out later is maybe not as big of a threat as Timothy acted like it was. Um, So a lot of Tim's, fight felt like it was inside his own head like he was doing things that were not needed to be done but he thought they did or at least he said that he thought they did um but he had his own demons and uh this was his way of of coping and that's hard to um not feel you know some sympathy for that it's like he was struggling and he found something to help him that uh was mostly positive again I, there's definitely some negatives and obviously uh, the end of his life being a big one, but as he is noted by several people that that would have been the way he would have wanted to go. In mm. fact, uh, part of what happened, he would have been upset about. So, um, but uh, I think that's the non-spoiler section. I like the movie, Corey. You still haven't really said, it sounds like you, you thought it was well-made, but maybe you didn't enjoy watching it. Yeah, I can appreciate it. Um, I mean, I don't know. How, I, I found it to be so uh, captivating, but I. Uh... Yep, you can't you can't describe <laughs> That's my scientific. This movie. Um, let's go uh, into spoilers. Um, Guys. Oh, sorry. 
No, no, you're fine. I'm ready. Uh, guys, from here on out, we're going to talk about Grizzly Man from 2005 in great detail. You have been warned. Um, so, the uh, one thing that really shook me um, at one point in the movie, uh, the medical examiner um, feels like a David Lynch character to me. Like, uh, he's he's so... Like, the first time we meet him is he's giving timothy's watch to this woman named jewel who was at one point timothy's girlfriend and she works for the grizzly people or something like that i forget the name of the organization that was like sponsoring yeah i think it was grizzly people right which um real creative name uh and then she she gets the watch right he cuts it out of an evidence bag i don't know for sure how evidence is maintained but my understanding is that if there's a watch on a person and they put it in an evidence bag, it went right from dead arm to evidence bag and would not be washed Mm-mm. because it's evidence. And he cut it out of an evidence bag and she immediately puts it on her wrist. And all I kept thinking was like dead man's watch on your wrist. Was it cleaned? Cause if not, there could still be blood and stuff on it. Now I assume they wouldn't give her a bloody watch. I get that folks, but it's still, for me was like, Nope, not putting dead guys watch. That was not, not just cause he's dead. All that was found of him was the arm with the watch on it. I just feel like that's some bad, like, I don't know. I'm a little bit superstitious about stuff. I don't, I, I guess that's mine's like odd, like germ thing. I don't know why I think dead is germy. It makes no sense, but in my head it's like, Nope, can't touch dead. I feel like, get it. I feel like a lot of this was very rehearsed i feel like that was probably rehearsed it probably was clean and i she might have already had the watch and they put it into another ziploc bag and called it evidence bag because it didn't it didn't look like it had anything on it it looked it looked like a a clean watch but so i bring that up because the medical examiner he cuts it out and he's trying to be like sympathetic to her and he like puts a real creepy hand on her shoulder and he yeah. says like the way he speaks sounds very scripted. In fact, that whole sequence, everything with the medical examiner feels very scripted and very like 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 he's trying to be what I think happened is I don't think it's truly scripted, but I think he maybe wanted to be an actor like he's one of those people who secretly had always wanted to be on camera and now here's his big break but he has no practice. And so it's, it just comes off as this like really out of touch guy who's describing because that scene is not so bad, but then he describes the audio tape of the, the killing um, of the bear attacking Timothy and Annie. And uh, he is very detailed with the description of the audio and um, man, it's pretty brutal. Uh, even hearing like that they killed the bear and cut it open and then like, pulled out the human remains and like there was a bag of each of the two people and it's that's it's horrifying uh to hear that and that you know um i i don't know is there any comments on the the medical examiner from you yeah i didn't i felt like everything he said was forced i also felt like everything that warren queenie said was very artificial like not that necessarily the things that he's saying i feel like those were facts but just the front he's putting on and he's even an actor 
Which guy are we talking about? He's the guy with the short, like, white hair that was talking. He's an actor. Uh, looked like he was probably in California with all the palm oh, trees oh, oh, and the, he was on the, the beach. The friend? The friend? Yeah. Of, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I um, didn't... I felt like everything was either forced or these people were, like, stressing me out because I could just... I felt like they were, like, Timothy Treadwell when we... <laughs> finally, I don't know. Like, the, just the, manic... The most- shocking speaker to me out of all of them was the helicopter pilot because the helicopter pilot one has the uh walter brimley mustache where it's like hanging over his lips too far um but he was like a jerk yeah like i'm just like dude he wasn't he wasn't the friend helicopter pilot because no that's the the other guy's not a helicopter pilot he's a pilot pilot he just flew an airplane Oh, I thought that it showed him. Oh, I, it was a seaplane. I think that they showed him in. Okay, right. yeah, the, I couldn't believe. I mean, Warner Herzog is like. I appreciate that he doesn't agree with. A lot of Timothy Treadwell does, and he doesn't mind telling us, but he's still respectful about it. Yes. And then this guy just comes in and like, oh, he got what he deserved. This is what he had coming did he call him an idiot i can't remember he i was just him like, retarded he called I, him retarded i i just remember like i was like what is this i know that we need opposing views for this to be a little more balanced but i would but, not I mean, speak that way about somebody no but i also like that Herzog keeps it in because um it does show that not everybody was on tim's side because a lot of the people yeah. that are on tim's side are very hippy dippy and like overly on his side or like like jewel like cries i when jewel gives her freaking story of how they met i was losing my mind i'm like shut up like why are you telling us the story about working at like a knockoff medieval times like nobody <laughs> freaking cares um it was it was awful and and she she seemed so out of it and she lost somebody but even like she's the one who plays the tape for her song and i love him in that scene when he tells her you should get rid of this but man does she feel like she's like just out there like she's clueless and um there was like another woman early i think um marnie uh is an ecologist and she had she believed like he had a religious experience with the bears which i totally buy into i do think it was very spiritual for him um there was a i, I didn't get the guy's name but there was like a, a a native alaskan who uh ran like a museum or something or some kind of something about he knew a lot about bears and he's the one who said the habitualization that Tim was doing was damaging. Um, and I thought like he was another opposing viewpoint. Uh, and a few people refused to comment. Um, like her family wouldn't have anything to do with the documentary. Well, and we barely see Annie and that's, I love how Herzog plays that, that like she's a mystery. And then we learned that Tim had other people throughout the time with him, but he would play it like he was alone. And, like, so you really see the manipulation that he was trying to do with his, like, his videos. Like, I'm out here alone. But it's like, no, you're not. You're not alone. We know you're not alone. Um, Especially we now we know because somebody lost their life because you weren't alone. Um, Even though it sounds like he tried to tell her to run and she refused, which is kind of good on both of them, I guess. It's, like, good for him trying to save her. And, wow, how impressive it is for her to, like, not be willing to leave. Um and I also was thinking, like, how far could she have really gotten, like... I mean, I would think kind of far if the bear was occupied eating Tim, but I don't know. I feel like they are... I don't... I I mean, yeah, if... But, I mean, it's also... I don't know. She... Uh, 
she was, we keep hearing that she's like scared of the bears and stuff, but we do one of the very few images that we see of her. She's very close to the bears. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm like, because I apparently Bill had already seen this. He's like, we've already seen this. And I was like, I've, I've never seen this. He's like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I think you watch it with your dad. But, um, because they watch a lot of movies together. But I don't know. I just, because that's what I said. I was like, it's not like they have cell phones or anything. And he's like, yeah, but he has a radio. And because I was wondering, too, like how they, how he, like, communicated with the pilot and stuff. Because it seemed to me that they must have been dropping food off for him or something. We yeah. see, like, these huge drum barrels i don't know what's in them that's never discussed and also we hear about he refers to them as bear proof barrels at one point um like it's on the video at some point he says something about his bear proof barrels i think it's when it's the drought happens and then he like prays crazily prays for rain and then it finally rains and it rains for like way too long um i think he mentioned something about the barrels of of food or something like that okay um i don't know i feel like it would be really hard to, I mean, he did have a radio, but to not easily be connected with people, especially if you could be in danger like that. Yeah, but I mean, people do that. Uh, I don't, I would never do that, but I also, you know, I don't like to leave my house without my cell phone at this point, but um, people, you know, do things like that all the time. Uh, at least that's what my understanding like you know photographers who work for like national geographic go out on these big expeditions and stuff and people have like their satellite phones and things like that there's some way of communication but it's still you're cut off and you're far away from medical help if something goes wrong and people die you just don't always hear about it and more importantly um they aren't always filming every moment of their life where it could become a documentary like this because that's the thing this guy filmed so much um, for the 13 summers that he was there. And I don't think he filmed the entire time, but he, you know, you see him doing different takes and different uh, bits. And um, you, you see, he was, he was crafting a show. Um, and you hear when they, when Herzog interviews his parents that uh, apparently he auditioned to be the Woody Harrison character on um, cheers and didn't get the part, but thought he was going to get the part and Woody Harrelson beat him out for it. And that's when he like, rent went off to become this activist um and it sounds like he had you know he had trouble with alcohol that he found some solace with the animals i mean and he, there's a few times where he's talking and saying he has trouble with the women and he wishes it very just ignorant comments about being gay uh yeah like, like, he's like, oh, it'd be so much easier to be gay because you can just have sex at um rest stops which was an old stereotype about gay people and it's just like wow you are uh severely misinformed but um but he then points out, but I'm not. I wish I was, but I'm not. Um, love women, but they don't love me. And it's like, well, yeah, but you seem like you always have women around. Like you were with Jewel. There's apparently women filming him. And then obviously uh, Annie is with him when he dies and she dies. Um, but yeah, uh, it's it, one thing I do want to comment on is so much of that footage, again, Timothy filmed. And there's some really cool stuff that he captured including that brutal bear fight um and oh, i'm not saying cool yeah. it was natural like he had nothing to do with it it's not because of him so him capturing it is just like a observational this would have happened whether he was there or not uh at least in theory 
and it's it's brutal. Um, one of the bears takes a huge crap in the middle of the fight. I uh, love that this is. <laughs> you <yeah>. just yeah. <laughs> well, and I I noticed like Greco Roman wrestling looks so much like the bear wrestling, like the way they were like headlocked together and like grappling. Um, even when they were on the ground, I was reminded of Brazilian. It reminded me of a UFC fight. Um, the way they were like jockeying for position and like kicking in the stomach and stuff. It just very much. I was like, man, it's crazy how, uh, you know, I mean, obviously, like Kung Fu, like the crane style, the tiger style, the legend is that the monks studied those animals and developed those styles based on the way the animals fought. So it, it stands to reason that that's probably where a lot of other fighting styles have come from. But it's just so instinctive, I guess, that the animals are doing the same type of things that we are trained to do kind of stuff. So I found that to be very compelling. And there's other like little things with the foxes that are very cute, even if it's wrong um seeing it on video feels like oh well it, it could have been a show maybe not a great show and he's not he's not dynamic enough to be like someone i think people would have wanted to watch um because he gets real he goes off the deep end sometimes yeah like real hard like imagine if steve Irwin just started like cussing and yelling at the camera about oh, you gotta save the cross one um i just i feel so he talks and talks and talks about the poachers. And just because it's not a big problem, I don't think that that means that it's not a problem. And I feel like poaching at all is not good. Um, especially when they have all the science and everything behind, you know, what's safe for the environment, you know, as far as how many bears they can, quote unquote, harvest each year. Um, but he's talking about like, protecting them and all this stuff and then that scene happens where that boat of people i don't know what they were doing there uh, i think he said one of them was a tour guide what were you yeah gonna i say? think that's what he said no no i was just um i was gonna jump in on your point that i think you're go you're building to but um that you know, he's he doesn't do anything when they're he, there he's hidden well i don't want them to see me Man, they're throwing rocks at your bear, and your bear is next to those people because of you. Yeah. Like, that bear, he's not, like, charging them or anything, but he's definitely curious and getting way closer than he should. And they threw a... <sighs> well, that leads to um, him a series of video clips of him finding, like, notes and things and messages for him. I felt like and all I... that was... Him? Yes. That he did it. Yeah, I, I, especially given that we've seen a lot of his lies uh, revealed in his filmmaking process that I'm just like, I, I would venture to say he probably did all that himself and filmed it. Like he did, he was smart enough not to film him doing it, but then filmed it and was just like, Oh, look at this note. And it's like, yeah, but I don't feel like anyone knows you're there, dude. Like, cause he hid, like you said. Um, and he, he tries to justify him hiding, um, because he's not supposed to be there and there's rules that he's breaking. He's supposed um, to be moving a mile away from his campsite every day. Which is uh, Leave No Trace um, gets into that. That's part of the uh, why they're not allowed to be, like stay in those woods the, the length that they are because of the permanent permanent residency. Um, and uh, even the Florida, yeah, and the Florida project um, deals with that, but with a different law. But nonetheless, the uh, the hotel policy that if you are there for longer than a month, it's you are a permanent resident. Since the hotels allow to only be a temporary residence, they have to switch rooms or whatever um, for at Dang. least a night. Um, is very similar uh, laws. And so, yeah, he's violating that. And then he's also not staying away from the bears, which is one of the laws. 
um, that he seems to ignore while arguing that people should follow the other laws. So it is a little bit of hypocrisy, but that happens a lot with stuff like that. He just like boops him on the nose. Go away. Go play with your friend. I'm like, Meh. um, yeah. And I read an article. I can't remember if it was on a parks, what website it was on. Um, but apparently where he was camped was really dangerous because it took away like from this article the only like safe route for the bears to get somewhere else like either they were going to have to wade through water or something or yeah i can't remember but i thought that was interesting too that because he tells us that he's hidden and that he keeps telling us that where his camp is is very dangerous yeah yeah um because there's like the open plains but then there's like a, a like a maze cut into the woods that the bears have done basically i forget what grizzly yeah grizzly maze is that just what it was grizzly maze oh that was he went really hard on that one um but yeah uh he, he definitely took a lot of risk and it and obviously it's a tragic story um and yet it again it seems like that's what he kind of was hoping would happen was that he would become one with the bear in some capacity and uh, not saying like I'm not the helicopter pilot. I'm not saying he got what he deserved, but I think he kind of got what he was looking for, um, to some degree. Like he knew the risk and was willing to to well, take it. I mean, that's what everyone seemed to say. I can't remember if it was Jewel or another the lady that was it Kathleen Parker that he um kept his gear at during her house during the winter. Um, I can't remember which one it was that said that that he had said that he kind of hoped it happened because then it would bring more attention publicity yeah into what he's doing which i mean they talk about i love that joel like put in yeah i I was given everything that he had in his will um but you know the ecologist i think it was the gates gates uh were saying that he was one of the poorest people that he knew. I think it was cool that he like went to schools and talked to children for free because that's probably an experience that maybe they wouldn't have been able to have anyways. But also I don't think we need to be telling other people to just boop the bears. Yeah. Don't boop the bears people. Not a good idea. Mm. Um, I think I, I have nothing else that I have to talk about with this movie. I think we've kind of covered it pretty well. Um, I, I liked it. I would say the film is a not quite golden pony boy, um, especially because I think as a documentary film, it's very, very well made, very well structured. And the story is told exceptionally well. Again, whether or not you uh, agree with Timothy, I think the story is compelling um, for sure. Mm. I completely agree with you, but it's hard for me to not bring it down a notch because of Timothy. Go for it. I'm going for a decent watch. There you go. Um, no worries. That's we're allowed to 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 do that. Do what we want. Um, we do what we can. Um, I don't want to say do what we want. Um, no, not really. But uh, yeah. So next month, um, for July, uh, we are going to be doing um small screen again. Uh, partly because um, this uh, is our lives. We, it was well, it was supposed to be small screen, and then we moved small screen up because of the pandemic. Um, but yeah, that we, we subscribe to a lot of stuff and now they, we have HBO max on top of Hulu and Disney plus and Netflix and prime. 
um, and we also have access to Shutter. So uh, we've got a lot of options for small screen. On that note, um, we don't have any of the movies picked yet because uh, two reasons. One, the the general idea of small screen was supposed to be originals for the streaming services, but there's so many movies right now that are going to these services first um, that were supposed to be theatrical, but now aren't because we still don't 100% know when theatrical is going to open. It's, they're claiming it's going to open July 10th, but pandemic cases are rising, so that might not happen. We'll have to wait and see. Um, I know the studios are heavily pushing for it, and obviously the uh, AMC and Regal are both in jeopardy of going bankrupt if they don't open soon. Um, so we might still see them push the opening, even though it's probably not a good idea. Um, so uh, we haven't picked anything out. Um, do you have anything coming to mind right away that you want to watch from one of the four streaming services? Or one yeah. of the many streaming services? <laughs> no, I think I would like to look it over again. All right. Well, listeners, um, follow us on social media and you will find out what we're going to be talking about for our next episode. Um, if I know before I post this, I might do a little recording uh, at the end of this, just kind of letting you know. Um, I, I have a lot to look through because I have all these streaming services and I want to pick well. I am going to be trying to pick originals, though, for the streaming services, um, even though there's a lot of movies on here that I really want to watch. Like, my gut is to, like, this is my time to watch Portrait of Lady on Fire. But that's not a Hulu original, so I'm like, I really can't count that. So I'm debating. Um, but uh, there's a lot a lot of stuff uh, coming out, too, in July. Uh, I'm already going to be reviewing The Kissing Booth 2 for Bloody Awesome Movie Podcast. Um, I am, if you can't tell, <laughs> I'm not looking forward to that movie. I hate the first one. Oh, um, no. Yeah, it's trash. But, uh yeah, that's that's the gist, listeners. Um, we will be back uh, next week, so follow us on social media to find out what we're watching. I am at Burke Reviews on Twitter, Instagram, and uh, Letterbox.com. Corey? At Corey R. Star, two hours on the end. And go to BurkeReviews.com to read my reviews and follow our other podcasts like the Bloody Awesome Movie Podcast or our buddy Matt's uh, The Back Row or Movie Astrology that I also do with Matt. Um, lots of great movie podcast content that you can check out uh, through our websites. So um, that is it for this episode. Stay safe, do the right thing, and keep watching movies. This has been a Burke Reviews podcast. BurkeReviews.com. <laughs> <laughs>